with another episode. Um, today we are going to stick to some sports. I know it's, we haven't been focusing on that, but we're going to stick to sports today just to keep things a little focused. Uh, Candice, somehow, some way, the NFL was able to finish their season, at least the regular season. The regular season, yes. They are trying to figure it out and slowly but surely, but we got some playoffs going on and the Browns are not quite on the same page as everyone else who have made the playoffs because they are COVID crazy over there in Cleveland. Yeah, well, that's my thing, though. We made it to the end of the season, but not without plenty of hiccups. Um, unlike the NBA season in the bubble, NFL was not flawless <laughs> at all by any means. And going into playoffs, they're still dealing with a bunch of COVID issues. Um, so, okay, I how do you feel about playoffs? In terms of what? Like, are you excited about them? Are they just like, okay, we just need to wrap it up already? Like, how you feeling? <laughs> I think with everything in this year of COVID and a pandemic, any games that we can watch, great. But I honestly, if we don't play them, I'm fine too. I don't know that we should be playing in a pandemic. And I've said that since the beginning. So I'm just trying to enjoy for what it is, but I'm not trying to, you know, get too deep about it. I don't, again, I don't know why we're playing in a pandemic, but here we are. So we get football. Yay. I can't. <laughs> like at the health and expense of people, but you know, they're millionaires, so they're supposed to play, right? I don't know. It's hard. Yeah. I mean, are you rooting for any team? I know your Giants aren't there, but. You know, it's tough after watching the Giants uh, get screwed, but unfortunately they should have won more than six games. So it's really not the Eagles' fault. However, I don't respect how they went about it. I don't understand the logic of resting Jalen Hurts or taking him out of the game. He looked confused as to why he wasn't playing, but that's neither here nor there because neither of them are in the playoffs. So I have to focus on who is. Don't think the Washington football team is going to beat Tom Brady. He seems to be on a mission. Um, I do believe that – the Ravens and Titans game is going to be great. I'm hoping now that they didn't rest their starters three weeks in a row that the Ravens can come out swinging. But to say I'm really rooting for anybody, no. I think it's all just going to be good football. I think the Bills probably are the most energetic team that I'm excited to see. I didn't know Josh Allen was this good, and I still argue. I don't know if he's good. It's just the energy of the Bills mafia is something that you just want to root for because clearly they deserve it. So, you know. That's where I'm at with it. How about you? Um, the thing. <laughs> but at the same time, we already know how that's gone in the playoffs for the last however many years. So we're going to hope for the best and see what they can do and see if they can actually pull through the Super Bowl this year. It sucks, though, because they're not going to get the same Super Bowl treatment as if it was a regular year. And then say they do make it there, then win. No parade to celebrate in New Orleans mm -hmm. No, that is like a big blow to them because they already have no Mardi Gras. So parade season is like out of there and that would be tough. So I don't know if they actually want to win it this year, but then at the same time, it's like, do they even have the option to wait anymore? This is probably going to be Drew Brees last year. And, you know, they all want to send him out on top. So we'll hope they can get it together because I mean at the end of the day to say you got the ring and you know you're the champions at the end of the day help despite whatever happened throughout the year would be great I'm not holding my breath though <laughs> I feel like they can the Saints can always beat 
the bad, the worst, the not as good team? Can they beat teams that are actually worth a damn? That's the tough question. No, I think they can. What it is, it's just always something that gets in the way. Because it's not always like, oh, that they were just the better team. It's like freak stuff, and you know it. Kansas City, there was something freaky about losing to Kansas City. Okay. (laughs) Besides that. (laughs) Besides that. (laughs) I meant in the past, like, like, look, you know what I mean. You mean you're talking about playoffs. Yes, I'm talking about playoffs, the playoff situation. I'm not really talking about how the season went because, like, let's be real, they didn't have all their pieces. Um, It is looking like they will have all their pieces Sunday. We shall see how that plays out. Um. But also, this year is nobody had all their pieces. Nobody's had a perfect year. Everyone's had issues. So I think the Saints. I think the Saints rest on not. There's always there's always a reason with the Saints. It's never. It can never just be. Hey, the better team got the but best. I mean, that day. are you? I mean, but if there's a reason, there's a reason. Like a fact is a no. fact. Day, yes. Cam Jordan is still a Pro Bowl quarterback. Demario, De- I mean, uh, rushing defensive end. Demario Davis is still an amazing defender. Like, there can only be but so many reasons why you don't get it done. At the end of the day, Taysom Hill can still run, like, all game. AK is still talk- great. But, again, I'm not talking about this year. I'm talking about No, the they weren't playing in the playoffs last year? Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? I, I am definitely obviously referring to the – Minnesota Miracle, the Rams incident, like stuff like that. That's what I was saying. Like it's but that's freak. not that's not like a that that's not a, that's not Marcus Williams missing that tackle is not a freak. That's okay. Look, 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 look. We're not here to slander. That's what we not gonna. It's do. not slander. That's not slander. That's literally telling you what it is. Like that's not a reason. The boy missed tackle. Now I will say the pass interference call that was kind of BS. Sure, having the Vikings win yet again, taking you out of the playoffs. Was it Adam Thielen making that catch? Ooh, was it offensive pass interference? Maybe, but <laughs> you think they're going to call that two minutes left in the game? Probably not. We know how the game goes, so, yeah. you know. I, I want, like, saying, again, there's always a reason, saying, right? Yes, but all I'm saying is let, 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 I'm just hoping it's actually, okay, if you lose, you lost because it was like you just didn't show up. Not because, yeah. oh, it was down to this one play and this happened to us type of thing. Mm. Okay. <laughs> That's your team, girl. <laughs> Go say <Saints. laughs> Okay. So, with the end of regular season, okay, Candace, so with the end of regular season, we know comes the unfortunate part of the job, and it's the firings of the coaches who just couldn't get it done with their team. Black Monday. Yeah. Yeah. It's an ugly day, you know. It, it sucks, but it has to happen because, you know, people want to win. So, um, the one thing, though, is like, okay, it's a big deal. Obviously, media covers, you know, everything regularly. There has been a little bit of talk on Twitter about how ESPN decided to cover um, or report about, you know, the recent coaching fire. And so Anthony Lynn was one of those that got fired. Um, when they announced his firing on – Twitter, it was Anthony Lynn fired from Chargers, or Chargers fired Anthony, Anthony Lynn. Doug Marone and Adam Gase, when they announced their firings, it was Jets have parted ways in a very, you know, like, respectful, professional way, where it's, like, not 
firing has a negative connotation. We all know that. So it just sounds worse. You know, it sounds mm-hmm. harsh. And it was kind of noticeable that those the language used for Anthony Lynn was different from the language used for Adam Gates and Doug Marone. And the major differences between the two are Anthony, is, Anthony Lynn is black. Other two are white. Um, before I get your take, Candice, I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit. Mm-hmm. because I do work in the social digital space and do understand that one part of like coming up with copy and stuff, especially when you're reporting about the same topic over and over, you kind of try to switch the language up so that you're not dropping the same type of copy each time. Right. Mm-hmm. So it could have been a coincidence that like, you know, just in this moment, they tried to switch up the words, but considering uh, everything going on in the world um, the language that the Chargers actually used in their own uh, press release which was party ways I do think they should have stuck with party ways to keep from creating anything that seems divisive um, treating anyone differently etc etc so they dropped the ball there. I will say that. I tried to play, like, you know, I, I tried to give the other side because that could easily be what happened. But there's stuff that people need to look at beyond, you know, like, what does what is this really saying or how, how will this make people feel, et cetera, et cetera. Go ahead. <laughs> I think there's also different ways to say parted ways. So you don't have to ever say fire if you don't want. If you want to take low on a stretch, use your thesaurus and try and figure out how to best convey. We had a different, different uh, viewpoints. <laughs> we went in a different direction. We just, you know, decided that it was just Anthony Lynn's time to go on and try to be a coach elsewhere. You know, those things like that. Like, I get it, but it just is bad optics at the end of the day. I also feel like Coach Lynn winning more games, especially towards the end of the season, than the Jaguars and the Jets. It's interesting why they decided to fire him, but – We've also seen that black coaches get a very short leash. We've seen black coaches set people up for success because if you look at Justin Herbert, he is about to take off. And so to have the next coach who's most likely going to be white, reap the benefits of the work that Anthony Lynn put in is kind of (sighs) frustrating. But we saw that with Tony Dungy and then John Gruden. We've seen that with, you know, black coaches getting, what, four to five years, if that. Steve Wilkes got two. Um, Lovie Smith didn't get much time. So, Jim Caldwell got fired when he put up the best season the Lions have ever had. So it's just – so the start of the season, I hope that he gets another job and an opportunity. If he doesn't, it's going to be more telling. Like, if he has to be an offensive coordinator or a defensive coordinator, that's going to be, you know, a bigger – okay, so you don't – you give Adam Gase a second chance like that. He has not proven himself a winner. And yet, you know, Anthony Lynn is going to go have to be somebody's support guy next. And they're probably going to think, oh, well, we hired Eric Bieniemy, so guys be happy because we're now hiring a black coach again. Like, it shouldn't just be one and, like, take that and feel good. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know if that's just how, what we have to get used to or we'll ever see change. Yeah, okay. Well, speaking of change, then, the Rooney Rule. Now it is. They switched it up a little bit, but I still feel like it's still the same thing. They're just only requiring um, teams to at least interview two candidates that are fall under the diversity, you know, umbrella. Um, you, do you feel like the Rooney Rule actually does what it's intended to do? For so the Rooney Rule, 
Yeah, the Rooney Rule was always set up at the point to interview. I think what the new kind of caveat was, you're going to get draft picks incentives for, right. you know, interviewing X, Y, Z, maybe even picking. I don't even know if that went through, but I don't know the, how effective it's been because, yes, you hire somebody, but how long do you keep them? Like, how right. long do you give them chances? And your expectations to me, some organizations that they have of their team are unrealistic. So that's a whole different umbrella. Like, to have the Lions feel as if they're supposed to be a Super Bowl contenders because you have a Jim Caldwell bring you out of some really dark times. Okay, well, see, we know a black coach can do it now. Now we know that a white man can take it to the next level. That's the problematic part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not letting the progress happen. So you see guys like Raheem Morris pretty much take the Atlanta Falcons out of some pretty tough times this season and show some promise. It didn't still quite go as well as he'd hoped, but I'm hoping that he gets an opportunity. So I feel like just the whole narrative of trying to figure out how can we promote, better promote, better trust in these black co coaches, give them more opportunities, more patience than we ever give and stop setting them up for failure. Like stop having them go to horrible teams and say make miracles. Now, once you make a miracle good enough, now I'm going to bring in a white man to seal the deal. I've seen it. I mean, it's proven history, but you know, I don't know. What do you think? I think that it's easy to say, like, okay, look, we're trying to make change. Um, and I feel like we've seen it a lot with companies this year, especially, you know, everyone talks about how things have looked very performative just for yeah. the sake of saying we're doing something. And I, right. do, I do even think the switch to, like, oh, we're going to require this. It's trying to light a fire under the owners. But at the same time, people have – what is that saying we say? Like, people hire who – they're comfortable with or who they're used to or you know who looks like them and I think that's going to continue like whether or not they're fully um they're fully measuring merit uh you know skill and talent and whatever the coach is bringing to the stage is a whole other thing I'm not saying the ones that they chose because they're white or whatever um aren't eligible for the job or aren't the good the best candidate but like we've like like you mentioned, Eric Bieniemy. Yes, he's up for a bunch of positions this year, as he should be. So same thing with Robert Sala. But like, where was it? Like, it, it it was before this year. You know what I mean? It was clear that he should have been considered way beforehand. Um, you saw that Deshaun Watson was advocating for Eric Bieniemy to be interviewed, and Texans didn't even bring him in to interview. And now Texas can't even get a phone call back from their quarterback. So it's understandable. Yeah, you get what I'm saying? Like, but. At the end of the day, I think that owners would be smart and wise, owners, GMs, whoever the case is in the hiring of the head coach, would be smart to think of how a head coach, whoever they choose, relates to their players, mm -hmm. uh, how they can connect with those players, on top of the skill that they're bringing in and their coaching abilities and all of that. Because I mm -hmm. think what we tend to lose focus on is at the end of the day, these are men you have to connect with. And a coach that does that, a coach's, I mean, a player's coach is always going to be more successful than just a coach that's here, like, I'm going to do my job and y'all going to do your job and I don't care what's going on with the lives outside of this and I don't care if I have to connect with you or not or, you know, know how to speak to you or know how to, you know, reach out to you to see, like, how's your life going outside of, you know, sports. It's just, like, there's so much more that someone who – can identify with what, what you've been through in life or just know from being the same skin tone as you like you would think you would want that in your locker room somewhere if it's not head coach it's somewhere in on on the squad right but mm -hmm. 
having a leader like that, it makes all the difference. Um, it will be interesting to see who actually puts in the action and hires these coaches. Um, and then from there, how those teams will then be affected and see if it, you know, needs some change around. But I also think that, you know, if a black coach decides that he does not want to take a job with a team like the Jets and the Jaguars and he doesn't want to try. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad at them. I wouldn't be mad at them because because look what comes with that, right? Added pressure that I now have to perform. I have to change this whole program around. And I don't know if I want that on me as my first time being a head coach or whatever the case may be. I don't know. But even more than that, let's say I do do that and I bring it to, let's say we get nine wins, let's say we get 10 or 11 wins, but we haven't quite reached, you know, Super Bowl status. Are you going to let me go? Because I, you want, you're ready to take it to the next level. Now you see it can be done. So do I want to put in all the work only for you to reap the benefits of somebody else? That's another question you got to ask. So I think as much as the teams do the interviewing, you also have to interview the team. And I think that's just a you know pro tip for everybody. What does your team and your organization look like? What is your success? What do you measure as success? And are you going to be happy if it doesn't happen within three to five? Are you going to want to keep me around if you see some struggle years? In the beginning, we know, give it a one to two year, prove it, right? Three to four, we might get into a rhythm. Are you going to say, let me go if it's five to six and we're still looking at 10 wins, right? It's like, what's, what's your measurement? Uh, renewing contracts and that kind of thing. Can you have a proven track record of having guys win consistently, but not as great as you want? So you let us go. So those are kind of questions you should ask as well. Because at the end of the day, you got to be there. You got to uproot your family. You got to bring in a whole new coaching staff, and those people have to move in their families. It's the whole thing, right? And as much as we talk about people getting fired and our team sucking, and we're like, oh, let them go. It's so much to it. You know, working in the sports business, we know there's so many people that are affected by you know those decisions. Right. Good points, Candice. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's mean, hard. Yeah, it is hard. And then on, on a totally different struggle spectrum, you have women trying to break through um, in the industry, in the coaching realm. And you did see success with, like, Katie Sowers with the 49ers, but she now um, is their, their parting ways. But it's the mm. end of her contract, and they just decided not to re-up, right? Um she did make a post saying something like, um, I don't know what 2021 has to hold, but just know it's big things, you know? So I'm excited to see if she continues in the league and if someone else gives her a chance, because obviously she's proven that, you know, she has some success with a team. She brings something uh, to the table. Definitely worth, you know, seeing more women in that, in that light, because just because they don't necessarily play the sport like men do, you know, or can at least, um, doesn't mean that they're not knowledgeable or know what they're talking about or, you know, didn't grow up around the same thing and know just as much as the uh, people playing. So, Well, there are women football leagues, so. Yeah, yeah, there is. There is. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> it might not be on the same stage in magazine. That's what, and, and, that's what, and that's what I was saying, because, you know, like, yeah. it's to be like, oh, well, you didn't play, dude. You know, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. All right, Candace, we're keeping it short today. Because, you know, it's been a long week. So we all know it's been a crazy one, per usual. It's like every week now is something crazy going on. Um, 2020 has brought us stuff into 2021 a little bit. But, you know. We no, it has it. not. You know what? Here, let me say. Let me, let me, I have to get this off. Go ahead. Ain't nothing, ain't nothing crazy about our week. Now, whether, uh, whether there was craziness for other people. That is fine. true. 
that ain't nothing crazy about what went wrong with you, what went wrong with me, because that's not our mess. Like, I'm be clear about that. I mean, right. that, I, I felt no. Yeah, I felt no ways. Like, I felt no ways, no drama, because that has nothing to do with me. And I'm not about to sit here and allow foolishness to really. It, it's a shame that it has to happen, but at the end of the day, not my fight, not my battle, not my energy, right? I have too much. We, we spent all summer in the trenches for things that actually mattered, you know, trying to promote and support and really call to attention things that were happening. Like you said, we saw players who were literally saying, hey, we just want a voice. You saw coaches this past week show, saw people who work in this industry show their true colors. This is why these guys speak up. This is why these guys are frustrated. So whenever you're wondering why a college kid is like, yeah, I have a voice, I'm going to use it. Stop and think to yourself, damn, maybe they are around this energy daily. Like, I can't even believe people are really trying to lose their jobs over their opinion, their free speech. What? It's not free speech. We can go that. It's a whole nother route. <laughs> I feel like people are really trying their damnedest to lose their job off of foolishness. So, again, I'm not going to sit here and allow those kind of people to stress me out because they just, mm-mm. And I don't want, and I don't want anybody else to be stressed out. Because it's just, it's not, don't let them, don't let them win. Got to focus on Georgia being blue. <laughs> Come on, Stacey Abrams, talking hey about now. women. Hey, Stacey, <laughs> Stacey, that's so true. If, like, that was ever a woman, Stacey said, not only do you take an election from me, but I'm going to ensure that we get Senate seats and make real change. <laughs> Period. Boo. Like, that's just big F you energy. I love that. I love that for her. <laughs> she could have quit. <laughs> she could have quit and said, you know what, screw it. Like, she doesn't even hold a position, and she's still willing to go get people out and vote. So that's why it's really important to make sure that Joe and Kamala do their things. I'm not playing with y'all. <laughs> we are. We did our. We did Look, our part. This is, your, this is your weekly reminder, Joe and Kamala. You are up. You better forgive these loans and stop playing with us. I'm not playing with y'all. Candace's weekly reminder to y'all: she's never going. She's not going to get through a episode without reminding y'all: do your job when you get up in there. <laughs> when the FBI, CIA come look for me, let me know. I want Joe and Kamala to do their job. That's all, and that's it. Okay, but yeah, so we're going to end the week with giving you our picks, so make sure you guys follow our social. We've got Saturday games. We've got Sunday games. It's a lot of action, you know, so I think that is going to be a great wild card weekend. I'm going to drop my picks on Saturday. Um, Yeah, I'll do Saturday morning. That way you guys know. So if you guys bet or you're feeling good energy about it, let me know what you guys decide. Cindy, there's some good games here, so make sure you put your top uh, six picks going on. All right, all right. I'm going to drop mine, too. Um, betting. I need, I need somebody to teach me how to really bet. Cause I've been no. missing out the money out here. It's easy money to lose as well. So please play responsibly. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you gotta set aside just a little bit of something, you yeah. know, to play, to play with. That you like, if I lose it, it's okay. <laughs> it's all about the parlay. When you play the parlays, you can put a dollar in, might win three thousand dollars. You never know. But everything has to hit. That's the problem. I Too know. much has to go right. So, yeah. It's like the best thing happen. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, we make sure that we see y'all next week. Yeah? Okay. Sound yeah. good? Yeah. 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 Until yeah. next time. <laughs>